Welcome to the Realm of Endless Stories, a weekly podcast covering books, fanfic, comics, TV, and films. If we love it, we read it, watch it, and talk about it. I'm Sarah. I'm Sole. And I'm Mira. If you don't already do so, follow us on social media. We can be found on TikTok and Twitter at Realm Stories Pod, on Instagram at Realm of Endless Stories Podcast, and on Facebook at The Realm of Endless Stories Podcast. Also, feel free to shoot us an email at therealmofendlessstories at gmail.com with your comments, suggestions for material you'd like to hear us cover, and anything else you might want to say. Finally, if you're enjoying this podcast, please think about writing us a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on and or recommend us to your friends. Thanks, peeps. Thank you. Thank you. Reminder that this is not a spoiler-free podcast and we are marked explicit for occasional cursing and discussion topics. Come party! Come party! Come party! Because as of this recording day, it's my birthday. It's her birthday and she'll party if she wants to. If I think about how old I am, I might. So let's. <laughs> let's, let's cry. There is no hard. crying on birthdays. You you okay. have no right to say that. Be I my age that. first. Okay. I'll get there. Uh, <laughs> and because it's my birthday, I got to pick what we covered this week. So sorry, space fans. I feel your pain. I'm a, an astronomy lover as well. To say the Martian, <laughs> the Martian is getting pushed back a couple of weeks, but don't worry. We've already started our notes for it, for, so it's still happening. Mm-hmm. Just we're slotting a couple things in between. It's another fanfic week again, yeah. and I decided to pull from one of my favorite fandoms, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Before I introduce this fanfic, I would like to make this perfectly clear. None of us here in the realm of endless stories support the author of the Harry Potter series. Let's call her she who must not be named in her views or personal beliefs, especially those expressed within the past couple of years. She may have created this lovely magical world, but it no longer belongs to her. The wizarding world belongs to all of us. Those of all sexes, genders, sexualities, races, ethnicities, religions, and creeds. Magic lives in all of us and hate of any kind is not welcome here. Yes. So now that that's out of the way, yeah. we can get back to the fun magical part. Yes. Yay. <laughs> okay. I've always loved the Marauders. I mean, who doesn't? But yeah. anyway. So... If you don't, are you even human? Well, at least three of them. <laughs> you could be. <laughs> yes. I mean, are you human? You could be dancer. This, yeah. is, true. this yeah. is true. This is true. I tend toward dancer. <laughs> you do. Uh so the fic I've chosen, uh, which I dropped a link in our social media and I will do again in our episode uh, description, as I always do, is called Inked by Drunk on Turpentine. Uh, shout out to you, Drunk on Turpentine, for an excellent username. It was. Can, yeah. And it was. It can be found on archive on our own, mm-hmm. AO3. And it is a fluffy get together Wolfstar fic, Wolfstar being the ship name for Sirius Black and Remus Lupin set as a non-magical AU with Remus as the owner of a flower shop and Sirius as the owner of a tattoo artist shop. I realized that tattoo I misread my, yeah, ta- yeah, I, I misread my own notes. I was like, Sirius as the owner of a tattoo artist. I was like, no, that's illegal. Right. Like, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. So he owns a tattoo shop, okay. just to be clear. So yeah, as always, the fanfic will be linked again in the episode description and on all of our social media pages when this episode drops, in case you missed it the first time around. Okay. Okay, so um, the summary of Inked is as follows. 
Remus Lupin is doing just fine, thank you. He's a fully functioning adult. Business at his flower shop is steady, and he even has a vague approximation of a social life. But when the vacant building next door becomes a tattoo parlor run by the sought-after larger-than-life Sirius Black, Remus's carefully constructed world is turned on its head, forcing him to re-examine his past, present, and future. Yes, and uh, first thing we're going to do is describe these two main characters the way um, the author did, because I think it's amazing. Um, so we have Remus, he's six foot two, curly, soft brown hair, honey brown eyes, which is delightful to me, um, and a light scar across his face nose. Um, later on, we... His face nose? You mean face, like specifically his nose and his face, but the way you said it, it made you sound it sound like you were describing that part of your body as a face nose. It's a face nose. I mean, he has a face. Well, kind of was. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, his later, face nose. His nose is yeah, <laughs> we, uh, Later on, we we um, find out that it's not the only place where he has scars. He has scars in multiple places in his body. Um, Including on his heart. I know. He... We find he that out later. Find, find him somebody to love. I know. Oh, Freddie Mercury, we'll help us out. We'll try. We'll try. Um, he owns a flower shop. He's a great baker, which I think should be first, not the flower shop, and has a big sweet tooth. Um, he's depicted as caring for his family and has a gentle soul. I have a comment. Sure. Date me, please. <laughs> yeah, he, he's such a cutie. He's such a cutie. I, I mean, he's like a big marshmallow. He's described as this big, warm and fussy marshmallow that you want to hug all the time. Um, so, so cute. The uh, other character, main character, is serious, and he is described as hot, hot, hot. That's I it. heard that in the style of the Toyota commercial. <laughs> Toyota's hot, hot, hot. Like, <laughs> feeling like, hot, hot, hot. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's all we need to know about him. No, but he uh, he has a um, fit, tattooed body, black hair with or- gorgeous waves to his shoulders, sex hair according Down to, to his, his shoulders. Because I read that and I'm like, that makes it sound like his shoulders have waves. <laughs> She's <laughs> going to be a bit of a problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, he has sex hair according to Remus and all of us. That's, yes, that's true. <laughs> he has mm. an aristocratic aristocratic bone structure uh which to me is like very sharp angles right like sharp yes yeah 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 okay so define masculine jaw with a hint of a shadow light gray eyes this part melted me gray eyes he's also um yes he's also a head shorter than remus height Um, differences i love height differences Um, well then you're gonna love me whenever I get a partner (laughs) (laughs) Um, so he uh, his style is more like a rocker outfit leather jacket motorcycle boots he owns motorcycle I don't he doesn't have a sidecar yet but Mm, I have another note I'd like to add sure Please also date me. <laughs> I well, mean, I'd settle him for him just flirting with me or a decent shag, but dating would also be nice. <laughs> feeling, feeling, hot, hot, hot. Okay, so our story starts um, on August 26th. Remus just spent six days with his father, and he's enjoying it immensely, and now he's back at the flower shop. And when he gets there... Because his father lives in Wales, and the flower shop is in yes, London. Yes, Sure. Uh, <laughs> <and when laughs> you're like, sure, whatever. Details. Yeah. The important thing is that when he gets back, um, his employee, who's Alice Longbottom, which I love that all of these people are still alive and thriving, thriving, um, 
she informs him that somebody moved next door. Um, and mm-hmm. and so next door we have a new shop that is called the Black Dog Tattoo, which is a a nice Led Zeppelin reference. Uh, given that Sirius has a rock and roll personality, Black Dog is one of Zeppelin's better known songs, mm-hmm. and it. In addition to it being a nod to his animagus form, I thought yeah. that was pretty sweet. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that in the first time, but um, so you Reem, need to listen to more Zeppelin. I do, but I'm bad with songs and names and all that stuff. Um, so what he does, um, to you know, he does what he does best. He goes home. He bakes some good gooey gooey brownies and he comes Flirting back via baked goods <laughs> yes that's the best way um honestly so he i don't know how to flirt bake some bake goods <laughs> i mean you can ask sarah i am an iffy baker at best and that's giving me like more credit than i deserve <laughs> bake some cookies. she's in the background shaking her head as if to say that's correct sarah is a shitty baker now she's nodding in agreement sarah is a shitty baker so uh bake uh, flirting with baked goods if i managed to come up with baked goods i'd just knock on the door and be like here so buy some baked goods <laughs> Have them. Well, buy buy some baked goods. Buy some baked goods. It works. Okay, so then how do you? Okay, so that's the baked goods part. Now teach me how to talk to people. Hi. So I noticed that you moved in next door, and I wanted to come say hello. Wink. Hi. I don't know how to wink without making my whole face look like it's having a conniption. I don't know how to flirt with shit either. So don't listen to me. I'm just like I think people like think I'm flirting constantly, but I'm just actually really nice. Like, and that's yeah. just like I have no idea how to flirt. I'm just nice to people, and they think I'm flirting. I I think it comes natural, and you don't know that you're doing it. There are people that can turn it on and off, and there's other people that just do it natural without mm. knowing that you're doing it. Um, you forgot and- about the the group of people that I'm in, the party that's just labeled clueless. Or no. oh, I, as a reference to home, useless. <laughs> I erased him. Missed him. But no, I think I think you will be able to, I mean, I think you do it, you just don't realize it. Because mm. like talking about things that you, when you talk about things that you like, you're very, um, I don't want to say flirty, but. Excited? Yes. And, and um, uh, da, 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 da. I'm blanking on the word. Uh, you're very okay. you. You're very um, true to your and essence. And no, like true to your essence. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you're very you. And that's the best way to flirt to me, mm-hmm. for me. So now I just have to find other people to talk to and not be scared of them. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot harder than it sounds. I know. <laughs> okay. It already sounds pretty hard to begin with. Talking mm-hmm. to people scary. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's why we're here. You're practicing. Talk to people. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so he uh, pops over. S- yep. What? Sirius's tattoo shop. Yes. That Remus is flirting with baked goods at. Um, so he's flirting. With- it's actually Instagram famous, mm-hmm. which doesn't surprise me in the least. Alice points this out to Remus. Mm-hmm. He has 2.7 million followers, just mm-hmm. like us. 
Hi to all of the uh, 0.9.000000001% of 2.7 million. (laughs) Right. But I mean, I can imagine in any non-magical AU that Sirius Black would be somebody to whom Instagram would come super easily and would just have all the followers. Absolutely. He, He has that charm without doing it without even noticing that he's doing it and everybody will be attracted to him he has uh, a kind of presence that just attracts people he is one of those people that can turn it on and off remus is one of those people that does it without knowing he's doing it (laughs) that's true well but but serious i mean if you if you just see remus and you don't talk to him you'll be like yeah, he's a normal person. But if you see Sirius, and he I stands out. He's cute. I'm like, oh my god, look at yeah. him. But Sirius yeah. is the kind of person that stands out in That's a crowd. True. He, I mean, you're drawn to him even if he's not talking to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so Remus, rockstar vibe. Yeah. So Remus, I think it's also his confidence. It shows. Yeah, he is. He is very confident. It shows. And not that Remus is not confident, but I think I have confidence in sunshine. <laughs> I have confidence in rain. <laughs> so Remus goes with his brownies. They love their brownies, and he meets Andromeda Andy, um, which is well. He meets her first because she's at the front desk, um, and she says, "Yeah, I, you know, I'm a co-owner, and this is my cousin, hot and sexy, serious black." <laughs> um, I love that everybody on the planet has that one friend. Who's like, I'm going to talk you up whether or not you ask me to. And if you ask me to stop, I'm going to do it doubly so. Yeah. <laughs> and that is, for Remus, it's Alice. For Sirius, it's, it's Andy. Andy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do you think she picked up on that? On like, this is a great person for yeah. my cousin. Yeah. As yeah. soon as I she sees so. Very good instincts. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, Andromeda is described... Um, I wanted to describe her, describe her because she uh, like instantly had an effect on me. Um, waist length, black hair with a, fil- a f- few silver streaks in it. Brown eyes, slightly pointed nose, high cheekbones. Uh, she has several piercings, small gauges in her ears, studs through her left eyebrow, a ring mm-hmm. through her bottom bottom lip. And I instantly felt like I was drawn to her as a character, even though she's only talked to Remus for like five seconds mm-hmm. so far. You can feel that she's smart and she's warm and she's kind, even above the wittiness and sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would also date Andromeda if she weren't married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't do that to poor Ted. I, I, no, Ted is great. Ted is great. I love Ted. He's fine. I'm not. I'm not well, a homewrecker. Well, Sirius is flirting with Ted, and she I doesn't. Con- she doesn't mind. Yeah, because she <laughs> yeah. knows that he's not actually going to do anything. Yeah, she says that, quote, your crush on my husband remains one of the most sensible things about you. Well, she may be okay with an open marriage. We don't know. But I think she'll be the kind of person, maybe, to be open. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know. I don't know. We don't really get anything on that one way or the other. But yeah, yeah Andromeda is a, a cutie. Yes, she is. So um, after she, um, Remus meets both of them, he's like immediately comfortable with both of them. And, uh, well, and is instantly serious. hard eyes. Yes. Oh, yeah. And and I just said, and they have dinner. I, I forgot about this bar, but I guess they have dinner. 
Remus the from the dinner? start, I think, even though internally he's going, oh my God, this guy is so hot and way above my pay grade mm-hmm. and anything. He gives, like, with Sirius is naturally snarky. He gives as much shit as Sirius gives him mm-hmm. right back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I am living for it. Yes. I, I live for that conversational spark, that mm-hmm. back and forth mm-hmm. repartee. Like, it's not just, oh, you know, one person being witty and one person saying, okay, you know, like no, he's, Remus says at one point, yeah, I'm just Remus Lupin, very dangerous baker. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's funny. I, so I appreciate it. It's so he good. is. He is. So, Sirius stops the next day by uh, Remus to pick up a couple of. Cacti. I want to say cactus, but it's cacti for the Which tattoo place. I know, yeah. but I like cactuses for more. Cactuses. <laughs> <laughs> cactuses. Um, That's one I never thought about. Before. I mean, you can say it, so I guess it's a word, but at what cost? <laughs> Let's call him cactuses. So he got, okay. I think he got two or three. I don't remember. He got three and a hanging. Okay. Three and one a, and a hang. hanging basket. So two and a hanging or three and a hanging? Three and a hanging. I need to know how many cactuses. Um, for the tattoo place. <laughs> Four cactuses. Um, for the tattoo place claiming it's a good advertising for Remus's um, flower shop, which is called Fidelius Flowers. Alice and... Andy can see how cute they are together, even though they don't they don't know it or they don't want to know it. Um, Andy mm-hmm. says that she'd ask Remus out if he weren't throwing such an oh, obvious so, gay vibe. So maybe she would be open. See, see, she. I think she would be open. If only in right. fictional Andromeda. Yeah. Um, Remus goes out for drinks with Wormtail Ew and Mary McDonald, <clears throat> which are friends from uni. I hate that he's still friends with Wormtail, even though it's not Honestly. the same, but Ew. Um, so from his conversation with uh, Mary, Remus is not only a little hermit, but he also um, has had bad luck with past relationships that we don't know about it yet. And once again, Remus proves himself A plus boyfriend material because when Mary accuses him of being a hermit, he parrots back the 10th doctor's quote about hermits united. And it's like, it's a lot of fun. We get out once every 10 years, 10 years or so. It's a lot of yeah. fun for a hermit. You have to have a meeting. It's like, a great fun, yeah. And I was like, I love you so much. Please yeah. just hate me. Yes, I loved this reference, but he also needs better friends. Yes. Poor Remus. He, I he know. Better friends. Well, he's, he said he's not a social person, so he doesn't go yeah, out with Yeah, it's hard them. to make better friends when you don't like talking to people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's a very reserved person. <laughs> um, and I don't think, I, I don't, he doesn't see them as friends. He, I think he sees them as, what's the word, acquaintances? They're more acquaintances yeah. at this point. That's what like, it feels they, like. He, they may have been closer in university, but they've drifted apart. Mm-hmm. And they are more social, and I think... Remus is the, it's my kind of people person. Like, what are you doing Saturday night? Oh, I'm going out. Reading. No, staying home. PJs. No, I'm reading. Yeah. I'm, I'm busy. I'm, not- I'm busy. What are you busy doing? What is this out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm what, not going into the out. <laughs> what is this drinking thing you mentioned? But, uh, but yeah, he's more the stay at home. Um, I think he's also farther away from where eat Wormtail Ew and Mary McDonald are. So that's why... Are you going to say Ew every time you mention him? Of course. So, like so, the definition of. Um, so I think he's also... The distance also helps him 
make the decision. I'm not going out. I'm not taking, you know, I'm not taking the train just to go have drinks somewhere else. Right. So you always find the excuse to stay home. So they are talking. Um, they're taking care of their new cactuses. And we've jumped forward a couple weeks. Yeah, we're in September now. Yeah, we're in September mm-hmm. now. We started and in August. Yes. On the 26th? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's now September 10th. And uh, Sirius has kept all of the cacti alive and flourishing. And Andromeda is very impressed. She's like, I would have thought they would be dead, long dead by now. All of the what? Like, the cacti. All of the, the what? Cac- the cacti. The cacti. <laughs> yes. I am so ashamed of myself. <laughs> cacti. So um, I will refer to them as cacti. You cannot make me say otherwise. And I, I wanted to, it, it occurred to me, is the fact that Sirius is paying so much attention to these cacti. Mm-hmm. I will not say it again. Cactuses. Uh, no. I'll say it for no. you. <laughs> <laughs> is the fact that he's paying so much attention to his cacti to make them flourish, to make sure they're beautiful, mm-hmm. symbolic of the fact that he wants that continuing connection to Remus? I think so. I could, mm-hmm. I could see an argument for it. I could see it going both ways because... He wants the uh, the approval of of Remus to say yes, you're keeping them alive and and all that. But also, if something were to happen with one of the cactuses, then he can say, "Oh, come help me heal him." I I think yes, um, it is a symbol of their attraction and relationship and everything that's warm and fuzzy. They're nice and watery and squishy on the inside and prickly on the outside, <laughs> just like they are. <laughs> it's a little prick, prickly on the outside. Um, finally, uh, they have their first unofficial date after almost two weeks, and they go and grab beer, fish, and chips, which, in my opinion, is an amazing first date. You know, being casual, being you, mm-hmm. not being pompous. Agreed, and it wasn't agreed. even really a first date. I mean, it was just that Sirius and Andromeda had moved their shop from London to this part of London, mm-hmm. I think Soho, and had asked Remus, you know, where are some good places to eat? And Remus came over one day after work and he was like, I've been dying to try out this takeaway place that mm-hmm. you suggested you want to come with me. And yeah. Remus was like, yeah. So it wasn't even like asking out on a date, although mm-hmm. Remus is totally like, oh my God, it's a date. Oh my God, it's yes. a date. Oh my God, it's a date. Whereas Sirius is probably like, this could be a date, but also I'm hungry. Yes. Yeah. That's why I, I said it's, it's a first unofficial. And on the other hand, all the time that they're there, Remus is very aware of people noticing Sirius. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if he was also trying to see what Sirius' reaction to other people noticing was. Honestly, I could see that as someone who um, I, I do that to people unintentionally, intentionally. It's kind of weird. Um, I will test people like that. Okay. <laughs> so- I could, I could see it. See, I can see Remus looking at it as, because Remus, I think, internally, at least at this point, is very self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so he's looking around at the other people looking at Sirius and thinking, God, they must think, what the hell is he doing yeah. with this scraggly guy who mm-hmm. is just normal looking and he's sitting with this rock icon looking Mm -hmm. person like what the hell are they doing having dinner together which would just feed remus's insecurities of i shouldn't be here Mm -hmm. right i mean he's gotten i've I've had this in my head since you mentioned it that he thinks uh remus is out of his uh, serious i mean since remus thinks serious is out of his league it's like he's got she's so high by tall bachman on loop in his head regarding Mm serious i don't know what that is okay uh she's so high 
Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. then he says she's so lovely. But Sirius is so lovely. He is so I know lovely. He's so lovely. So we are learning all about Sirius' rebel side. You're a rebel, mm-hmm. Sirius. Yeah, like mm-hmm. when so, like, like prank, growing up and stuff. Yeah, so pranks and arrests because he had more than one. And <laughs> he's the, the shock of no one. <laughs> yes, and that he is godfather to his best friend's boy, Harry. Um, And I just want to mention, mm-hmm. um, because uh, Sirius pulls out his phone at one point during the dinner, and you see... Um, Sirius's lock screen and his home screen for his phone and his Harry in in this fixed universe Harry is now two mm-hmm. um Billy mm-hmm. and James are alive and happy and they have an adorable two little two-year-old boy He's and so Sirius phone's lock screen is just a picture of Harry mm-hmm. and his home screen is Sirius himself holding Harry mm-hmm. and it just really hit me a, the missed opportunities we got because of the way the Harry Potter storyline story went. Mm-hmm. But that Sirius is single. He's He has friends. But the fact that he's a godfather is one of the most important things to him mm-hmm. in his life. So much so that out of all of the tattoo art he's done, out of all of the famous people he's met while doing his job, his lock screen is a picture of his godson. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, that just it makes me very happy he would be the best godfather and i feel like it's so sad that we missed out on all of those possibilities because like all we know from harry potter canon is that sirius bought harry his first broom at age one yes and (laughs) yes yes and that he he visited now at this point um i don't remember if remus knows that um that is his um, godson. Does he know? Because uh, yeah, I, I think Sirius told him that's I my think godson. He tells him at this point. Yeah, I, I would also like to point out since I don't think anyone mentioned this, mm-hmm. um, we get pretty clear evidence that um, that James and uh, his his family at least are uh, Daisy because they mention you know that uh, Mama Prisha, which is um, James's grandmother, mm-hmm. taught Sirius later on how to make curry. And that um, I think we get, I think we mentioned that uh, James is brown skinned at some point. And yeah, but that gets mentioned much much later. Right, right, yeah. right. But I don't know if anybody else mentioned it. I no. just think it's really cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't pick up on that. I picked up on it, but I couldn't figure out where it fit in our. Um, like it fits everywhere. That's what she said. There we go. <laughs> I have it. I have I'm embarrassed it. for yes. us. <laughs> So uh, the the point that I was I, I didn't know um, if Remus knew that this was um, her, his godson because it, when you when he opened the phone and he saw a kid, do you think the thought in Remus' head was maybe he has the son? It was, it was instantly, and yeah. then I think Sirius saw the look on his face and was like, "Oh, this is my my best godson. friend's son. Yeah. I'm yeah. his godfather." Yeah. And Sir- and Remus is like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> Yes. yes. Oh, my wizard god! Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Merlin. Merlin is not wizard god. Well, they they swear by Merlin. Yeah. No, but true. oh, my wizard god! Watch a very Potter musical. <laughs> Good lord! Here, educate yourself. So they talk about their stories on how they open the their businesses, um, and Remus feels very comfortable talking to him, like like equals, like it's very easy, and 
uh, sometimes you have those people that it's very easy to talk to even when you just met, which is amazing. So um, he where have you been all my life? Oh, in a cupboard under some stairs. Yes. <laughs> so Remus um, in- tells Sirius that he in- he inherited the flower shop from his former mentor and boss, which was Albus Dumbledore. Okay, so I don't know what they're talking about, but the best line in this part where they're talking because it's a whole conversation uh, when they're talking about Sirius's name and he goes wolf and I just die laughing. Oh, it me too. So funny and. When Remus was explaining um, inheriting the flower shop because mm-hmm. he said, like, I was kind of close to Dumbledore. I worked part time at the flower shop while I was in school. And then when I was 24, Dumbledore passed away and left the flower shop to me in my will mm-hmm. or in his will, not not in, <laughs> in Remus as well. Um, and he's telling Sirius, you know, I went back and forth about whether or not to keep the business because, like, what did I know about flowers how am I supposed to run a business I'm only 24 Mm -hmm. and what stopped him from selling the business was Alice because she sat him down and the entire time said to him basically I believe in you and I believe you can do this Mm -hmm. and she's been a part-time employee Mm -hmm. or a full-time employee for him ever since Mm -hmm. but the point is Remus didn't sell the shop because somebody outside of his own head said, I believe you can do this. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it's it's very important that everybody has that one person, multiple mm-hmm. people in their lives to believe in them for when you're not believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs their own cheerleader because mm-hmm. everybody doubts themselves. And then you need that person to say, no, shut up. You're wrong. Your mm-hmm. brain is feeding you false information because you're anxious and you're scared but i know you you can do this i believe in Mm -hmm. you yeah and Mm -hmm. just like all the awards for alice longbottom for being the general best she is truly truly she is his confidence i don't think he has to this point anyone um besides her like a good friend or even you know he doesn't his dad is it's it's far away and i don't think they i mean they share things but i don't think they share the every every day and i don't think his dad will be some parents are very very um your own cheerleaders like they're very um they have no words for it um but they are very that and they yeah. they're they very involved you. in their kids life yes. that you can talk you, as a kid you feel like you can talk to them about mm-hmm. the everyday mundane anxieties mm-hmm. and they'll listen and give advice mm-hmm. and remus's dad because remus isn't even out to him yet mm-hmm. is right. not like he's supportive of his son yeah. and what he chooses mm-hmm. to do running the flower shop etc but he doesn't have that close father-son mm-hmm. bond yeah. that, like, say, James might have with his parents yes. where he could say, you know, I'm having this stupid problem. I'm going to talk through it. Can you help me? And they'd right. say, sure. Yeah. yeah. And and you get the feeling later on in the fic, and I'm not going to say anything much after this, but you get the feeling more that for Remus, his mother was that person, but she yes. passed away when he was a child. Yeah. And he kind of didn't make his dad that person to avoid burdening his dad, which – yeah. I guess. It's a very Remus thing to do. Yes. Like He's like, I don't want to add to this man's suffering. He just lost his wife and now has to raise a son. I can't add my problems to his grief yeah. and all of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Remus is one of those people that takes the, the burdens of the entire world on his shoulders. He does. He does. Yes. Um, so after their lovely unofficial date, they walk back to um, Sirius's place, which is right next door to his 
shop. Um, upstairs. No, I mean he lives. I mean next door to Remus's shop. Oh yes. But upstairs. Well, Sirius's Sirius's apartment is above his shop. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they and they exchange numbers. Um, and they Yay. are agreeing uh, to go out for Chinese the next time they hang out. So is that the first official date? Yes. And I just want to say that one of the lines that just had me grinning like a crazy person, which I did through most of this fic, um, as they're like walking back to Sirius's place, inside Remus's head, it said he wondered if he'd stopped grinning since Sirius had first waved hello. <laughs> I don't think he had. And no, I was like, that's just, I know that feeling of just excitement and joy. Yeah. And it's just, my notes say in all caps, they are so cute. Stop it. Don't stop it. <laughs> yes. Keep being cute. So now we we um, we are into October. Um, they have the cutest conversation about the cactuses being their children. Uh, and they even gave them names. And they agreed yes, on joint They're costume. named uh, after uh, Rocky Horror characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the names are. Um, uh, Riff Raff, Magenta, and I forget which two they picked for the other two cacti. I thought the one was Riff, one was Raff, and then oh, maybe maybe they split. Okay, Riff Raff because they were together on the front desk. So I think okay, yeah, why. okay, yeah, Riff and Raff, and then Magenta. I think was the yes. hanging plant. Yes, yes. Okay, so at this point, um, Sirius and Remus have had dinner together a couple times, and they're very good friends. Uh, and both of their business are doing really good. Goodest Sirius. <laughs> Sirius tattooed several of the Avengers cast, and they, he refused to gossip about them to the press. He's not, he seems like the kind of person that good things happen to him, but he doesn't brag about anything. And that's why they continue to happen to him, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like, it even mentioned in the fic, like, he didn't post any extra pictures of the Avengers. He only reposted what the Avengers posted on their Instagram mm-hmm. Of their tattoo. He didn't even post mm-hmm. his own artwork himself. And he didn't even repost it. I think Andromeda did. Andromeda did, yeah, she, right. She had to convince him to allow her to do that too. Yeah, so he's not even... I don't even want to do this. I don't want to brag about this. So Yeah, because he's like, look, I'm. he wants to kind of create that trust... That if celebrities want to come to him to, to be tattooed, mm-hmm. look, I'm not going to, even if it's something that you want the world to see, that it's becomes going, yeah. your choice. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you put that out there into the world, mm-hmm. that's great, but I'm not going to do it for you. I'm not going to. My entire headcanon for this is that um, several of the cast did get tattoos uh, between Infinity War and Endgame. And uh, there was a very specific design that was going around. And my headcanon is that that's what he tattooed on them. Because, I mean, some people, I forget if I read this in a fic or if somebody said this to me, that tattoos are part of a reflection of your soul on your body Mm -hmm. because they are so meaningful to you. Mm -hmm. And for Sirius to say, okay, you know, I will tattoo these famous people and we don't know what those tattoos were of. It could have been Avengers related. It could have been something extremely personal. Mm -hmm. If it was something that was very important to them, Mm -hmm. very personal and not Avengers related, they as celebrities knew they could trust him because he was going to make the choice to say, look, if you're going to put that out there on the web, that's going to be on you. I'm not going to do it. Hmm. I'm not going to share that part of your, that intimate part of your soul with the world because it's not my place. It's not my place. Mm -hmm. It's yours. I mean, some people get, get tattoos for fun. I know my best friend recently Kyle. got one within the past year. My best friend, Kyle. Yes, that's correct. Uh, she's waving because she's here with me today on my birthday. Hi, Kyle. Um, hi. Uh, uh, say hi, Kyle. 
Hi. Say hi, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get her hi? Yes. Okay, listeners, that's that's my best friend Kyle. That's Sarah, who I shout out almost every episode. So now you have a voice. Uh, but she recently got a tattoo within the past year or so that she's been wanting for years and years and years that's very important to her. And it's absolutely beautiful. And if I was the tattoo type of person, I would want to go to a shop where it would be my choice to share mm-hmm. whatever I decided to permanently ink on my body, Yeah, not theirs alone. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. And uh, my mind is so bad. I, I'm thinking about um, Friends episode when they got tattoos, Phoebe, and <laughs> she had the whole world. It's just a yeah. dot on her skin. So my question to you is, who do you think he tattooed and what do he tattoo on each of the Avengers? I think he tattooed a bow and arrow on Fucky's arm. I think, um, you know, uh, to go along, well, if we're talking specifically about Bucky, and Sebastian Stan, I think there would be, who plays Bucky Barnes, I think there would be two. I think mm-hmm. there would be the Winter Soldier star that's on his metal arm, where it would be uh, on his skin, on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I think on his wrist, there would be the uh, Black Widow hourglass. Okay. Because oh, nice. he is, he, Sebastian Stan, is very much in love with the idea of Bucky and Natasha, which is comics canon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that they are together, not together, together, not together. It's comics. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been going for 800 years. But Bucky and Natasha share a very profound bond. So, mm-hmm. like, I really think, and I've heard him talk at cons once in person. Mm-hmm. I actually did get to hear he, Chris Evans, and Anthony Mackie That's at a amazing. con once. I sat in the room and breathed their same air. Uh, <laughs> I give you the gift of air from my lungs. <laughs> you also met David Tennant, so. Uh, I, yes, among many others, yes. But he has always been, somehow when they end up talking about Bucky, he always brings up Natasha. Yeah, like always. It's very important to him, which is why I think mm-hmm. he would have like on his wrist or somewhere near his heart, the Black Widow hourglass. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, let's keep moving. And I just, I just wanted to mention that because mm-hmm. um, w- uh, they're having this conversation in Andromeda, uh, Sirius and Remus, they're all sitting around in the shop. Mm-hmm. And Andromeda mentions she was the one that had brought up that he had tattooed the Avengers cast, yep. and she was like, he didn't even want to posted on their Instagram and she mentions that Sirius went to a photo shoot for Guardians of the Galaxy Mm -hmm. and he spent the entire time texting Remus and Remus is like gives this like deer in headlights look and Sirius without even looking up from his phone is like well Remus was more interesting (laughs) which is amazing so, Regu- we meet Regulus Black. He comes into the shop to visit his brother. Well, visit. He comes to take the locket from Sirius. Uh, that was from his uncle. Um, I don't think we ever mentioned, but the the way Sirius got to open his shop was because his uncle passed away and left them... Uncle Alphard. Yes, left them some money. So, they could, they, they pull it together and they open this. Um, and you can tell that Sirius with his brother, they're not in, the, in very good terms. That's putting it lightly. So when he comes to say, you know, I need, I, I want this, it's actually our parents and they want it back. Um, Sirius just grabs the chain and, and rips it out of his 
neck and just give it to him and then the brother lives leaves not lives so Sirius stressed um stressed out about this so Remus suggested to you know take me on a motorcycle ride it's gonna be my first time I'm already regretting suggesting it but you know and, and it's great because he's like I I hate this I know I'm gonna hate it but I'm gonna do it for you because this is how you lose your tension how you are gonna get better um I remember my first motorcycle ride uh it was scary but you learn to love it. I've never been on a motorcycle. I've been on a motorcycle a grand total of once. No, I, after the first time, it was many times. I almost crashed too, but well, yeah. We'll, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you still went back on it, okay? No, not, not, not that he crashed. I was the passenger and I almost crashed. But you're on the same bicycle. I know, but... It, but I got on the motorcycle, but when I, when I try to get on it, I grabbed the accelerator... So I. <laughs> so you made the bike shoot out, and you almost landed on your ass trying to get on. This is like a right out of a cartoon. Like this is. Oh my god. He hated me. I'm. But he I'm picturing it, and I just. Oh my god, this is hysterical. I'm picturing it like stop action flip book. Yes. Like. <laughs> um. So even though R Regulus is terrified at the beginning, he Re learns. Remus. Regulus has left. Even though Remus is terrified at the beginning, he learns to like the ride. When they get back to Sir Sirius, opens up about his family, how they disowned him, his uncle, and Andy's. Andy, especially because she married somebody of a lower social status. And his uncle, because, you know, he moved in with his gay partner. I wanted to point out, like, how poignant it is of Remus saying to Sirius, like, realizing that he's downwardly spiraling because Regulus showed up and like his temper is so bad mm -hmm. like he could start throwing things and he just without hesitating says take me out on your bike even though he's never been on a motorcycle he's terrified and he's known Sirius for like a month mm -hmm. and a half knows almost nothing about his family and Remus saying take me out for a ride not like that, but a physical motor <laughs> well, ride. Although he would, he would say that if he was brave enough. Did, didn't, didn't he ask first when he saw him so so tense? Didn't Remus ask? He's like, "What usually works for you?" Yes, and he's like, "Well, I like to ride my motorcycle." And then, without thinking about it, he's like, "Take me for a ride." Take me, take me for a ride, and that's for Remus because you're seeing this fic through Remus it's third person but you're seeing it mostly through Remus's perspective mm -hmm. that Remus is terrified that he just said this because that's scary as fuck yeah. and Sirius is not in the best frame of mind so should he even be getting behind the wheel but putting yourself before some or putting someone else before yourself mm -hmm. uh, putting that trust in Sirius I think it's it's so much more important than just a motorcycle ride. Mm -hmm. It is it's mm -hmm. Remus's unintentional way of saying I implicitly trust you. Yeah. And I think I'm falling for you and I don't even realize it yet. It's it's also um a way of containing him. It's it's like I'm giving you a hug without giving you a physical hug. So this, right. this is what you need. And, and it's, I'm putting all my fear aside. I've never been on a motorcycle. I know I'm not going to like it, but I'm still going to do it for you. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, after they drive around for a while mm -hmm. and then they stop and Sirius, this is when Sirius starts talking about his family. And 
he mentioned Sirius mentions that he's like, well, the locket was the last bit of Uncle Alfred that I had. He was the only family other than Andromeda who actually liked us. And Remus says, you know, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Uncle Alfred gave you the money to to start the tattoo shop. He's part of the shop. Mm-hmm. He's he's still with you, even though Regulus took the locket from you. And Sirius just kind of stands there for a minute and is so, I guess, taken aback. And it hits him so deeply that he just puts the motorcycle helmet down and just hugs Remus mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. hard that you can tell it's one of those that you like throw your, your heart and your soul mm-hmm. into that hug. Mm-hmm. Also, height difference because it's like Remus is <laughs> whole head taller mm-hmm. than Sirius. And it's... It was the simplest thing for Remus to say, but to Sirius, it meant the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. So let's talk about how family sucks. In conclusion, family sucks. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Family is, is not just the people, you know, in your your blood relatives. It's, it's people mm-hmm. that you choose to be in your family. Sometimes, and most, Bob, at least in my, in my experience... Family sucks. Um, mm. I'll quote Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Family doesn't end with blood. Not at all. And it doesn't start there. It doesn't start there either. Friends are the family you choose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they are as important, if not more important, than your actual blood relatives. Because blood relatives, you get stuck with them. You don't get a choice. Mm-hmm. But you get to go out into the world and find people find your tribe Mm -hmm. and this because i don't necessarily want to focus on family sucks because that's a huge downer yes but um serious like serious and remus because i feel like they kind of like in this fanfic and in in uh i was gonna say hogwarts canon (laughs) in harry potter canon it feels like in every universe they were meant to find each other mm-hmm. in some way mm-hmm. yeah. as friends, as partners, as coworkers, as uh, dorm mates. Do you think personally that there are people in your life that you were meant to find, to become friends with, to take into your heart as part of your family that click with you like they are almost a physical part of your being? Oh, yes. I absolutely do. Yeah. And I mean, you guys know my situation. I'm not going to go into it, except that I was basically adopted. And the family that I was adopted into uh, sucks. sucks. Yeah, to say the mm-hmm. least. To say the least. Um, and Hoovers have- are jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, and, and because of that, I had to. I've had to find people like that for pretty much my entire life. Mm-hmm. And so I absolutely believe that that is the case. And I mean, I just want to say, um, and that's one one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite fanfic tropes, the found family Mm -hmm. or the team is family. But I can definitively say in my life that I have the two of you. I have my best friend, Kyle, uh, (laughs) that uh, that people like like Sarah, who even though uh, we had a point of time where we were apart for a couple years, we got back in touch and it was like it had only been a weekend that mm-hmm. had passed. Mm-hmm. We picked up like yeah. nothing had ever changed. And it felt like a part of me that I didn't know I had lost returning. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. those are the people that you know belong in your life, that they are, that in every universe there is some 
there is some connection between this person and that person Mm -hmm. and that um I am making her cry. I don't know if I should count this as a win or not. I'm sorry. Um, that there is, it's that person that um, it's flogging mollies if I ever leave this world alive. Uh, I'll be here when it all gets weird because it's because you're here with me and you're meant to be a part of my life. It will mm-hmm. be a very scary, lonely um life or thought if you could not find that people and you just had to stay with your family oh yes okay so we're moving into october um sirius invites remus for drinks uh with his gang which is james lily uh marlene and dorcas i don't know who dorcas is because it's something uh, dorcas and marlene were uh lily's dorm mates at hogwarts okay. So um, this is kind of like uh, their Halloween tradition, but brought by James, but kind of everybody does it now. Um, They did not arrive together, but the group can tell that Sirius really likes Art to be there and he lets them see it. Yeah. I like it that because before Remus shows up, you see Sirius interacting with his friends and his friends are giving Sirius all of this shit about basically the same shit that Alice gives Remus about how oh he's and Sirius is like oh he's just a friend he might not even show mm-hmm. and you're like they're like oh yes Remus lent me this book and Remus and I talked about this yesterday and Remus did this and it's like yeah you don't have any feelings for yeah. this guy whatsoever it's there nice to see Sirius getting the same shit from his friends yes. that Remus gets from Alice yes. yes yes but um I think on the way there something happened to Remus and I'm like oh please don't go back don't go back um because it, mm. it seems like the kind of person that maybe he's like i feel uncomfortable and i'll just leave so well, and I, I will say i like the overall tone of this hangout better because it feels more organic and familial like they yes. actually like each other whereas remus it felt like dinner with your co-workers yes remus with you wormtail that's what you meant mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. well, and mary and mary i don't know if she's you but wormtail is so Remus gets a call from his dad asking if he, how he's doing and how is it going with a girlfriend? Um, if he or he says because Remus says he's going out, he's going out, and then his dad's like, with "Oh, with a girl," okay. and he's like, yeah. "No, just with it's friends." Just yeah. yeah. Um. So Remus gets along right away with the group and learns more about serious school days. How he and James were insufferable but fun. And I just want to bring up they're talking about. Like James started this conversation mm-hmm. because James evidently visited America at one point, and that's how he got saw the Halloween traditions yep. and came back to England and was like, "Okay, here's what we're gonna do now." And every year. so every year they go out on Halloween to a bar, not in costume anymore, but like the themed drinks and the all the stuff. Because James is like, "Yes, this is this is what I want to do." So they're talking about past Halloween costumes that they used to dress up at when they were back Mm -hmm. at Hogwarts at their boarding school and how Sirius one year dressed up as McGonagall (laughs) who saw Sirius dressed as her. Mm -hmm. And the, the way Sirius walks is described. The word sashayed (laughs) is used (laughs) and James is trying to make fun of him. And Sirius is like, I looked great in that dress. You have to admit that. Like he's (laughs) just, it was just the image of Minerva McGonagall seeing Sirius Black mm-hmm. dressed up as her yeah. is such an amusing thought to yeah. me. 
like so I could funny. sit with that mental picture for a I while. I mean, that's canon. So that funny. that happened. No matter what oh, yeah. you say, that happened. Along with uh, every time that Sirius didn't do his homework, I guarantee you one time he came into Transfiguration and said to McGonagall, Remus ate my homework. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and McGonagall just fucking face palms and is like, just sit down. And Remus, <laughs> who's following Sirius in, is just like, I'm sorry about him. Yes. Like, it's not your fault, Mr. Lupin. You may sit down. <laughs> um, so Rima gets... Mr. Lupin. Mr. Lupin. Yeah. Remus gets um, some more stories about Sirius running away and leaving with the Potters. Um, he really likes Sirius's friends, and they like him too. And um, I, I really think this part um, shows you how important it is to have a chosen family. And I, mm-hmm. I want to specifically point out mm-hmm. that Sirius, I think, goes to get another round of drinks for everybody. Yeah. And James pulls Sirius or Remus. pulls Remus aside. Now, this is the first night that they've ever met. Yes. And James says to Remus, What you did for Sirius after Regulus showed up going out on that bike ride for, with him was brilliant. And it's much more meaningful than just thank you for talking him down. Mm-hmm. Cause he mentions usually when Regulus shows up, he's in a funk for like three days and he's like, you turned him around within a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And I think that's James's way of saying like, I approve of you of a human being. You're mm-hmm. an excellent friend. You are now a part of our little hodgepodge family. And if you were to date serious, I'm totally on board with that. Yeah. Yes. Like, Absolutely. But I think he was just so taken aback by somebody caring for Sirius so much who's known him for so short a time that this struck James as so utterly important. And it is. And it is, right, which is why I wanted to bring it up. Also kind of maybe um, James feels like I can't be there all the time and I'm Mm -hmm. so happy that now I don't have to, you know, no, I don't have to worry about this part. But now I know that he has somebody closer that could do the same thing that I will do for him. And so they all, uh, after their second round of drinks, Lily and James are like, okay, it's time to go home. Mm-hmm. So uh, they all start to part ways. Remus and Sirius take, I think, the subway back to where Remus has his bike parked mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Sirius can walk back. And they say their good nights. And this time Remus hugs Sirius first. Kiss, 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 kiss. I, I know. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But yes, so then we move to November 29th. So we have about a month that passes. We find out on November 29th that Mary set Remus up with a blind date with an executive from her firm. And already this feels like a terrible idea. Yeah, my first thought was like, who the fuck is Mary and why is she sabotaging Sirius and Remus? Well, I don't think Remus has told her about Sirius. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's really told anybody except Alice. Right, so she's not sabotaging them she thinks he's single mm-hmm. and is just trying to be like i mean yeah i know wormtail ew but the way yeah. i see mary is like neutral she's trying to bring mm-hmm. him out of his shell and say here you know i found somebody that i think you might like but i think maybe it's more i get along with him better than you and that's what she's blinded by mm-hmm. yeah but i i don't think she's trying to sabotage remus mm-hmm. in any way i think she's genuinely trying to be yeah no. a good 
I know. Right. But in right. my mind. Agreed. And also, I hate the, the, the line. Uh, Mary describes this person um, that is she's trying to set him up with as, you know, she's lamenting the fact that he's apparently gay because he she describes him as, as such a good looking person. You know, she he is like this and that and he's charismatic. Mm. And then she's like, you know, and it's it's sad that he's gay. Like, right. Which is vastly inappropriate. I mean, although I have to own up to it i mean i have jokingly said look at matt bomer who plays mm-hmm. neil caffrey in white collar mm-hmm. isn't it a shame he's gay i'm very happy for him his husband and their two adorable children mm-hmm. but like god is he beautiful yes. and it's a shame he's gay because that means i am non-existent right, right, right. so he, like i have done that too i have done that too yeah but it seems like you know okay now you play for the b team you're not like mm. prime cat because right. you're and I mean, right. that's not how I meant no, it. No, not at all. That right, might have right. been how Mary meant it, though. I think that's right. how she meant it. And it. Okay. No, when I say it, it's like, I'm very happy that you found your husband, partner, your wife, if it's mm-hmm. another woman, or your significant other, mm-hmm. if you're gender neutral or whatever, and that you have this absolutely adorable family, and I'm super happy for you. I'm just mad that I'm not part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I can be a quirky cousin. Yeah. Just... Like, Let me be part of your family. Right. Adopt me. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So we find out about this date because Remus is telling Frank. And Frank also knows about Sirius. And that's who Frank assumes that it is. Because Remus is so gone on him. Yeah. And it's really it's really telling that before his date, Remus wants to be seri- wants to see Sirius. Not to be serious. Uh, who wouldn't want to be serious? But um, no, he wants to go see Sirius. Mm-hmm. And so he walks over to the shop. And I mean, Remus tells Frank, oh, you know, I'm going on a date. And Frank goes, oh, so you finally asked Sirius out? And Remus is like, uh, no, it was a blind date set up by my coworker. And Frank goes, oh, and it's like awkward turn. Yeah. Like really yeah. awkward turn. Yeah. Literally yeah. everyone wants you to date yes. Sirius, Remus. Get a fucking clue. Everyone. Even the readers. And Remus is thinking, oh, I want to go see Sirius. So he's walking over to the shop, but he's thinking he had, he's trying to get himself excited for this date Mm -hmm. and he can't figure out why he's not excited at the prospect of this date. Mm -hmm. It's because it's not with Sirius, you dumbass. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. just admit what you want. He goes over to the shop Mm -hmm. to talk to Sirius and Andy is there and they start talking about, you know, he has a date and she tells him how she met Ted and it's super adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, Ted was hired as part of a crew to work on her estate one summer, landscaping. They saw each other and it was hard eyes at first glance. So they, they snuck around all summer. Uh, the blacks didn't approve, obviously. Uh, they ended up running off and getting married and that's how she ended up as one of the black sheep with Alfard and Sirius. This is the plot to every telenovela ever made. Just say it, okay. Just say And also okay. every rom-com, but I am here for it. Yes. I mean, it's a classic for a reason. Um, and I love that Andromeda says she fell for Ted specifically because he's dorky. Which makes Andromeda a very much cooler version of me. <laughs> because dorky is what I'm here for. You're pretty cool. Yes. Not that cool. Yes, you are. Oh, that's that's nice of you. Sarah said, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Uh, I'm not like tattoo parlor famous level of cool. Okay, okay, you're not rock star cool, but you're geeky cool, and that's amazing. And who says says that you need to be a rock star to be cool? You don't. Not everybody has to be a rock star. That's true. But I wanted to point out one of the things that Andromeda says to Remus when she's talking about 
mm-hmm. uh, the date and he admits to her, you know, I'm kind of only meh about it. Mm-hmm. She says she's talking about Ted and like all the trouble of that she got into and getting cut off from the family because she ran off mm-hmm. with Ted. Mm-hmm. She says, when you find somebody who makes your heart sing like that, it's worth all the trouble in the world. That is so true. Yes. Yes. That is so true. And it so- just, it, it, my heart just does melted. all the things. Yeah. Your heart melted. Aw. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So Remus realizes he's going to be late. So he says goodbye and hurries off to his date. And you find out that the date is with Gilderoy Lockhart. And I just have to say, Gilderoy's characterization in this fic is the perfect blend of narcissistic prick, eh, narcissistic prick yes. and peacock. Yes. Truly oh, excellent yes. characterization. Yes. I mean, they described him as a human peacock, and I was like, that is a spot-on description. Yeah, yeah it is. It truly yeah. is. It truly is. Props to the author because they tried to stick within Marauder's Era mm-hmm. canon, and we don't know a lot about who was around in school in the Marauders era. So mm-hmm. possible dates for Remus, mm-hmm. Gilderoy's one of the few people whose timelines line up. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. It just happens to extra work because he extra yeah. sucks. And um yes. in my head I heard when he like, walks into the um restaurant Locker being like he walked into the restaurant like he was walking onto yeah. a yacht. So Locker, he's so vain. he thinks Locker, it's all about him. Locker will be can everyone see me? Can you all, you all hear, me? hear me? It's so him. I'm like, yeah, that that would be the way yep. he answers. Side note: yep. Have you seen that meme about like what Hogwarts would be like now if Lockhart was teaching over Zoom? No. Oh, God. <laughs> have you all? Can you all see me? Yes. Can you all hear me? Hear me? Yes. <laughs> oh dear God! I, I it, it's oh dear God, but like. For him, that he might even enjoy that better than teaching in person. I don't yes. know. Yes. Honestly, honestly. Yes. Okay, so uh, Lockhart uh, is basically himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being a pompous ass, like the waiter <laughs> comes up and is like, "What ha- have you two decided what you want to eat?" And Gilderoy's like, "I'd like this Ponzi, whatever." No, he says we will have yeah. um, this this. Uh, what is it? Oh, uh, kelp noodles with a side of roast sunflower seeds for both of them. First of all, that sounds like fish slash bunny food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Second of all, ew. Third of all, who the fuck are you to order for someone else without discussing it with them first? On a first date. Yeah. So I would like at. to say, okay, first date ethics. Mm-hmm. Just... Don't touch my food. Yeah, no. <laughs> yes, don't touch my food. Correct. But like it like as I was reading, I got angry mm-hmm. just reading that he's like, oh, yeah. oh, we'll have this. I'm like, how dare you assume what he wants it's to so eat? You've already been a pompous ass and talked about yourself mm-hmm. the whole time. You're not even gonna let Remus eat what he wants to eat. Fuck mm-hmm. yeah, you. I understand if if it was like I, I, I invite you to this place because these kelp noodles are amazing. You right, should like try if you them. had discussed it before, if you had discussed it before, yeah. or like dates that are like, oh, it's a six month anniversary mm-hmm. date, so I ordered us something romantic mm-hmm. that. Right, that's, but usually that's usually like a steak mm-hmm. or a something right, that right. everybody across the board can agree upon mm-hmm. for food, not kelp noodles and sunflower yeah. seeds. Yeah, yeah. And if you want someone to try something, especially on a first date, be like, 
oh, here, have a bite. Not I'm going to order your entire meal for you. Yeah. Right. And the have a bite even works in your flirting favor. It's like, oh, yes, you should does. try this. Here, let me yes, offer you my food. Because right, you, like, like, you can feed it to them. It's very intimate. Right. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's intimate rather than just, we're going to have this bunny food. And I mean, I didn't even look it up. Is kelp noodles with a side of roast sunflower seeds a real meal that is actually served somewhere in the universe? Oh, kelp noodles are a thing. Yeah. I know they're a thing, but like, are kelp noodles plus sunflower seeds a meal? They are in very fancy restaurants that they serve you like this much to eat. And I'm making like a... Like the restaurant that famine would run? Yes. Oh, yes. The one where it's like you get the tiny sliver of food mm-hmm. with the little dribble of Foam. plate decoration. Yeah, yeah. And the first course is lavender-scented air. Yeah. 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 Or that time Tom Haverford took them out to that weird bar yes. and it's like, here's your whiskey in the form of flashing lights. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, it will be something, <laughs> something like that. But also, Gilderoy, I think he mentions that he was in this super specific diet because he yeah. you know like no carbs for I don't know how long because the camera adds years, 10 like pounds years. or whatever so yeah. you can't you can't assume that everybody's going to be on your diet or everybody's going to like what you're eating back to Gilderoy and his bunny food yes, yes. He, he keeps the entire conversation on himself mm-hmm. throughout the meal throughout the meal even when he ends up discussing oh this completely. is my shocked voice even when they discuss Remus mm-hmm. and his shop, they still manage to make it about Gilderoy. And in response to Remus, uh, Gilderoy, I mean, ordering the uh, kelp noodles and roasted sunflower seeds. Uh, Funny food. Remus, yes, <laughs> yes. Remus tucks, looks at the waiter and says, I'll have a burger. Thanks. <laughs> Which, good on you, Remus. Yes. First, the fact that Gilderoy was that presumptuous is a huge red flag. Also, Remus said thank you to the waiter, and Gilderoy did not. No, he did not. So, again, another red flag. Um, also, burgers are delicious. So, good on yes, you, Remus. Agreed. Hard good agree. On good on you. Uh, again, they talk about Remus's flower shop, which Gilderoy somehow still manages to make about himself. Yeah, because Remus, he's like, you run a sh- uh, flower shop, right? He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've received some flowers from when I did a, a like a talk yeah. show I, I gave the flowers to the stagehands they were all delighted mm-hmm. and Remus is just like I want to punch this guy in the face right right so me too get in line yes absolutely so um when Remus is able to get a word in because Gilder's like oh did that keep you busy and he's like well I do run my own shop humble as that may be Remus replied dryly tends to keep a person occupied mm-hmm. Gilderoy nodded solemnly like he understood exactly what Remus meant yes of course I know what it feels like to have people demand so much of your time it Remus says Makes you want to clone yourself so you can get drunk in Ibiza while the clone stays here and does your work for you. Paraphrasing something serious it said a few months back. And Gilderoy looks at him really funnily mm-hmm. and then makes a comment about uh, spotting Ronaldo. I'm assuming this is Cristiano Ronaldo, yes. the footballer. Yeah. I-, I didn't even bother to look up the name. I just figured it was some famous British person Soccer that Lockhart would have known. No, he's not. Well, I, I, don't, I, don't know I didn't look it up, famous? so I just figured I if Lockhart knew him, he was probably oh British. Here, educate yourself. He is a yes, t- tell me who he is. He's a soccer player. He uh, he plays in Spain, but he's from Portugal. Oh, he's Portuguese. Okay. okay, okay. He is okay. so good looking. Unfair. Yeah. Yes. Unfair. Look him up. He is um, gorgeous. Oh, I, I did. I did. I mean, he <laughs> well, I will later. Yes. He's gorgeous. He is. Um, But yes. And I want to say, because... It, if I remember correctly, Sirius making the comment about the fact that running your own shop makes you want to clone yourself so you can get drunk in Ibiza while the clone stays here and does the work for you. I think that may have been like 
the very first day they met. Mm-hmm. That very first conversation. It was the first or second. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that Remus filed this away mm-hmm. and spits it back word for word yes. months later shows you how much of an initial impression Sirius made on him and how mm-hmm. important he's become mm-hmm. to Remus. Oh, yeah. And also, what a sassy, fantastic answer also. Yeah. Now that Remus has mentioned this, he's thinking about Sirius again. And it's like, read the signs, Remus. I know. Read them. At this point, I was like, I'm so proud of Remus because I would have made such a scene so many times Mm -hmm. already and walked out that the fact that Remus is still trying to control his temper and like, like, say, just stick it out. It's just a date. Do it because because he's sticking it out because he doesn't want it to come back and hurt Mary Mary's co-workers with Mm -hmm. Lockhart and I think Lockhart is higher up than she is on the ladder. Yeah, she's in, he's an exec. Yeah, so he Remus is like, I'll stick it out. I hate this, but Mary's still my friend, and I don't want her to get penalized at her job because I told the person she set me up with that he mm-hmm. was a Ponzi dick, and I hate yeah. him. Right, right. No matter how much I want. Now, to. after this date, right. she earns the ew. Also, just saying. Right, and. Further on in the conversation, eventually Gilderoy says that Remus would catch his eye despite the scars. And um, the noise of disgust I made as I read that. Oh, honestly. Yeah. And just the fact that he even mentions that. Gilderoy is an ass and I hate him. Um, That's so. I I had a similar thing happen when I was um, a teenager. Yeah. Who, do, who are they and where can I find <laughs> I don't them? even remember. I was sleeping over at my um, cousin's and she had a group of friends. I don't even remember their names. But I remember mm. one saying, um, you have beautiful eyes. Um, I wish everything else was pretty too. <gasps> yeah. Um, I didn't even know that person. And That's just rude. I, <laughs> yes. So rude. But I, I don't think, there are people that, I don't know if they do it on purpose to hurt you or they... Like, I don't think Gilderoy did it on purpose. It's just the way he is. But they don't... He's too self-absorbed yes. to notice or care how it affects everybody yes. else. They don't think yeah. that words are powerful and how they're going to mm. affect the other person. I don't think they don't think mm. at all about that. I know mm. that, like, what happened to me, my comment was more directed to towards me and to, you know, hurt. Mm. And I, I don't think that Gilderoy is that kind of person. No, I honestly think for someone so smart, he's also airheaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he's book smart, but not common sense smart. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like the fact that he gives him a compliment saying you're very handsome too, even with the scars, and then has the gall to ask Remus how he got them. Mm-hmm. I was like, how fucking dare you? Yeah. Like, Honestly. I want to go through my computer screen and punch a fictional character repeatedly mm-hmm. in the face. Yes. Like, that is something I would never... Honestly, ugh. That is so cruel. And the way he says it, and then asks, oh, how did you get them? Like, it's... Like, they're talking about the weather. Like, it's not important. Like, it might not be extremely traumatic mm-hmm. to Remus to want to think about that or talk yeah. about mm-hmm. that. Like, what a yeah. callous asshat. And I just have to give... Remus all the awards because Remus responds with saying he got the scars in a bar fight he's like you should see the other guy he's in prison (laughs) yes and Remus at that point decides you know I'm sorry Mary I can't do it like I'm 
I'm done. Yeah, and he he leaves. And rightfully so, but like, yeah. I mean, I have a note in, in my notes that says, I'm getting furious just writing this yeah. note. Like, <laughs> yeah. The one good thing that Gilderoy does in all of this is he pays for the meal. The one good thing. He should. Singular. After after what he- He should tip Remus for putting up with exactly. him. Exactly. <laughs> Remus wouldn't accept it though, you know yeah, that. Yeah, but that would be weird. <laughs> so the day ends, and mm-hmm. then Remus ends up going home, and he has a hard time falling asleep. Mm-hmm. So he reads, does a few different things. He thinks about uh, texting Sirius after falling asleep on the couch and waking up from nightmares. Um, and then he's like, no, I'm not going to bother Sirius. And then he goes to bed and he still has nightmares. Um, you find out exactly what the scars are actually from. Mm-hmm. Remus was biking and he was hit head on by a drunk driver. It was really serious. And uh, he was in the hospital for it never specifies how long. I got the impression it was like weeks to I yeah, thought it, a month I thought it was months. I, yeah. it, felt like, it felt like a couple of months. Because he underwent a lot of surgeries. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, he was in a relationship with this guy named Michael. I got the feeling that they were engaged, but it never specifically says. Well, it doesn't say Michael. It says Micah Hill. Because <laughs> she can't spell. <laughs> it says Micah Hill. I have Michael spelled properly at one point. Shush. <laughs> Thank- See, Fine. even Teddy wants you to uh, spell Fine. properly. I changed it. I changed it. Shush. I am the main He's going to be Micah Hill now. <laughs> I am the main shusher. You're the main shusher, yes. Um, so uh, so Michael, Micah he Hill. breaks up with Remus while he's still in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And he says that when it happens, it's right when he's coming off the hardest drugs mm-hmm. and in like full awareness. And that's when Michael breaks up with him. And I'm sorry. I have to – no, Teddy, you cannot get up here. Um, all caps because I was just so furious writing this note. Who the fuck – breaks up with their longtime significant other while said significant other is recovering from a horrible accident and still in the hospital. Mm -hmm. What the actual fuck? Yes. Right, right. And I totally understand that Michael may have had a hard time with this. Mm -hmm. Valid. That's a very difficult thing to go Mm -hmm. through for anyone. Yes. Especially like not... Not as much, I don't think, for the person who isn't injured, Mm -hmm. but it's still a difficult thing to go through seeing someone that you... Yeah. And... It's still the shittiest thing to do. I may be taking this personally, (laughs) but... And the impression I got from the flashbacks that we get that Remus is having is that we're seeing over a couple of months of memories of Remus in the hospital. So you see Michael a couple of times. Yeah, a few times. Like right after the accident, after that. And it's like right at the very end where he's like, I thought I could do this and be your emotional support, but I can't. Mm -hmm. I'm leaving. And I was like, you stuck with him through all of this and now you're leaving? Yeah, and you get through him when he, like right when he's starting to actually become fully aware. That's... Yeah. Yeah. The only the only thing I want to I want to leave here with is please be careful of what you say. You don't know how deep your words can cut in the other person, how deep they can Oh, hurt. absolutely. Because Remus was went to his house and he I think he was destroyed because all of these came up to the surface again. So Oh, yeah. Um, if you don't know, just don't say it. If it's not something nice, just don't say it. Absolutely, absolutely. Just don't. Just don't. Okay, so um, the next day, November 30th, Mm -hmm. uh, we start off with Sirius and what he's doing. Sirius is hanging out with James and Harry, and Harry is finger painting his tattoos very gleefully. It's so cute. I know. This is the relationship that he deserves with his godfather. Yes. Just this this picture of Sirius and James sitting on the carpet at James and Lily's flat 
and Harry, two-year-old Harry, like finger painting up and down Sirius's arms, <laughs> and there's paint in Sirius's hair, and he's smiling like this is the best day he's ever had, mm-hmm. and it's just true joy. Yes. It's yes, beautiful. Yes. So the reason that he's hanging out with Harry and James is because Andy had forced Sirius to take a day because he needed a break. Mm-hmm. She basically said, "You're dead on your feet. You're taking a break." Yeah. He was on a break, but I mean, how? How will this man function if they weren't for women telling them what they have to do? They wouldn't. That's why girls run the world. Man discovers dinosaurs. Dinosaurs <laughs> eat man. Woman rules the earth. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But yes. Yeah, so um, I love this whole bit because it emphasizes exactly how much the Potters are Sirius's family. Mm-hmm. They tease each other, but it's all in good fun, not meant to be mean. They stick up for each other and trust each other implicitly. It's it's great. Mm-hmm. James kinds of get kind of gets serious for a little moment. They kind of get mm-hmm. serious. Um, well, because Lily know. comes home from doing the shopping and right. it's like, okay, Harry clearly needs a bath because he's covered in paint. Yes. So I'm so going to go upstairs and do that, which leaves Sirius and James together in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, James is kind of like, look, I have something big I want to tell you. And Sirius is like, I know the look on your face. And James says that he and Lily are planning on having another child. And he wants to know if Sirius will be the godfather for the youngest Potter as well. Mm -hmm. And Sirius absolutely agrees. Yes. Sirius, and I want to point this out. Sirius actually figures out before James tells him that he thought Lily was already pregnant. Mm -hmm. And James is like what how did you know and he's like you made the same face the first time i know you (laughs) Sirius is way more observant than anybody gives him credit for he really is he really really is uh james then expresses his frustration that sirius hasn't asked rebus out yet and oh my god i feel you james i feel you uh lily brings harry back out and they they all three agree that sirius should ask rebus out Mm -hmm. even harry Uh, then we oh yeah even harry and it's super cute um, then we switch to Remus and what he's doing. Uh, he is exhausted after nightmares all night. And Alice, ever perceptive and so, so good Alice, realizes that something is wrong and gets the story out of him after handing him a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. She rightly calls Gilderoy an arsehole. He is. Mm-hmm. And then convinces Remus to close up early for lunch and take some time for himself. And again, I just want to point out, everybody needs somebody like Alice Longbottom mm-hmm. to be there for them. To get them to talk when something's wrong or to say, you know, I know you're not ready to talk, but when you are, Mm -hmm. I'll be there for you. Mm -hmm. You need somebody to be supportive, to be there for you when you feel like you're drowning inside. Mm -hmm. And that makes Alice Longbottom the best. She is. She truly is. There are a couple of things that she said that I think are on point. They're amazing and they are hard, but at the same time, um, they hit so they hit home and they lift you up at the same time. She tells Primus, your scars aren't an entry on some pro and con list. You're gorgeous, full stop, not footnotes, saying, like, you are gorgeous, that's it. There, there, there's no yeah. part of you that can be on a pro, pro and con list. And this is when I start crying. Because um, she tells him that um, you do everything for everybody else when you have a burden to bear. You don't let anyone help you carry it. You bottle it, bottle it up until you're drowning like right now you need to cry you have needed Mm -hmm. to cry for the last 20 minutes and you don't let yourself do it um Mm -hmm. this was the part that hit the most to me because oh my god and i'm going to start again okay um because that's the way i am i i bottle everything up 
I keep it down. Mm. Um, and then some people, when they do that, they end up exploding. I don't explode with other people. I explode with myself. And mm. um, through many years of therapy, um, one person told me, um, you don't let yourself cry. And it was so true. It's like, until you don't let yourself cry, you're never going to get all these anguish out. You're never going to start healing. Yeah. The end. (laughs) (laughs) And Remus finally actually admits to Alice saying, I wanted it to be him. I wanted it to be serious on the date with me. Mm -hmm. And that's the first time he's actually voiced that thought out loud to anyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, he he needed that push in the way that she's like, we're closing. We're talking about it. You need to face this. And then when he finally does, he's like, yeah, I want to be with him. Right, right. And he doesn't feel, I feel like he doesn't feel like he deserves good things. But Alice reminds him, she's like, look, you hired me at 21 years old without a degree, no experience. And you trusted me with this place. You've always been there for me, which again, shows just how great a person Remus is. He is. So he, he starts to cry. And Alice gently says that maybe he should go have dinner with Sirius. Yes. uh, Once he's gathered himself again. So he walks over to the tattoo parlor. Yes. Finally. Next, we have Christmas Eve and Christmas. Uh, Remus and Sirius are both closed for Christmas Eve because it's Christmas Eve. And Remus is packing to go to Wales to spend the holiday with his dad, Lyle. Mm -hmm. He gets a text from Sirius that says he he has a gift for him and he wants to bring it over before he leaves. Mm -hmm. Uh. Sirius stops by, and this is the first time he's ever been in Remus's flat. Yeah. He remarks that it's very Remus. Yes, it's yes. It's very Remus. And <laughs> it's very Remus. It is. And uh, Remus says, what, barely contained chaos? <laughs> Which is a clever reference, in my opinion, to his being a werewolf in the books. Yeah. And Sirius says, I was thinking more I like- I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought that, you know- I just thought, contained- you know, like, the way my apartment is- barely contained oh, chaos. Oh, well, I, I thought it was a reference to his kind of being a werewolf because he feels like it's barely contained chaos. They exchange their gifts because Remus also got something for Sirius and they agree to open it the next day on Christmas. Yeah, and um, it's really cute because uh, Remus got Sirius the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show soundtrack on vinyl in honor of their shared plant children. <laughs> yes. And Remus, in this conversation mentions for some reason that he doesn't like cats um i'm sorry remus lupin this is your only failing um i think it also has something to do with the fact that he's a lycanthrope i i know but yeah i think it's more like because serious anime is supposed to be a dog yeah i know but still i know i know he should like cats cats, kitty right but these are good and so they uh serious is like oh yeah you, you have a train to catch i'll get i'll get out of your hair and he leans over and kisses Remus on the cheek and then leaves. And so I don't care that it, yeah, yes, out, out of the Captain Holt yes. uh, voice pack. Get, get some, get some. I can't even, like, be mad that it was a, a kiss on the cheek. I was still so excited. Mm-hmm. And Remus just kind of stood there after he shut the door like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was so cute. It was so cute. So, yeah, after this, Remus heads to Wales to spend a quiet, lovely holiday with his dad. They are just kind of winding down for the evening and eating life. And uh, in his fatherly concern, Lyle admits that he's always on Remus about dating because he just wants Remus to have what Lyle and 
his mother Hope had. He wants Remus to just be happy. And uh, Remus then decides to take a leap and come out to his dad. He says, look, if I ever do bring someone home, it won't be a woman. And Lyle's like, what? Do you do you mean you're gay? And he's like, yes. And Lyle takes a minute because he's a bit shocked. And mm-hmm. he even says that. He's like, look, I don't, I don't mind. I'm just shocked. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you gave me a little bit of a shock. I just want you to be happy. And I was just like, that reaction. Yeah. That reaction. He's like, because he's like, I'm shocked and I'm trying to figure out what to say. But he says something to the effect of, you're my son and I love you regardless. Mm-hmm. And it's like this tidal wave of relief over Remus. Oh, who's yeah. been so worried that his only remaining family will no longer accept him for who mm-hmm. he is. This, the way this is written, this is the perfect example of a proper supportive parent because mm-hmm. it's very realistic in that, yes, uh, Lyle or Lial, however you pronounce it, is doesn't really know how to react Mm -hmm. at first because it's brand new information that he has to digest, but he makes it clear that he is supportive and that he still loves his son. It will take time for him to figure out what this means and reorganize things in his head, Mm -hmm. but he's not against it. Yes. No, no. And And that's very realistic. And I was very pleased. Yes. And as someone who has come out as bi to varying reactions, this really hit home. Mm-hmm. It really, really did. Again, Lyle just cares that Remus is happy, and Remus is very understandably relieved. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give each other a hug, and then they go to bed because coming out is exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> coming out of my closet, and I'm actually Doing really okay. tired. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, before he goes to bed, uh, Remus remembers his present from Sirius, so he decides to open it, and it turns out, drumroll please... It's a motorcycle helmet yeah, with well, an invitation to take a spin on his bike whenever he wants it. spare motorcycle yes. helmet. Yes, it's the spare motorcycle helmet. And Sirius also included some chocolates, which I thought was great because he knows how much Remus loves chocolate. Yes. Because eat, you'll feel better. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> words of wisdom from Remus Lupin. Indeed, indeed. Speaking words of wisdom, eat, you'll feel eat, better. Eat, you'll feel better. Yes. Correct. Yes. He texts Sirius, uh, who is with the Potters. Uh, and Sirius says that he loves the vinyl Rocky Horror Picture Show album that uh, he got. He's playing it that in the Potter's library. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been playing it to um, – I said, and I think he mentions he's going to play it to his plant children when he returns to the shop. Yeah, I think he does. I think he does. But he says, yeah, he's playing it in the library, and so that means he's obviously at James's parents' house. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, they kind of, you know, talk for a little bit, and then uh, Remus goes to sleep. And then the next thing that we see – is about a, two weeks later, because it's January 7th. Um, and there is a massive snowstorm in London. So uh, Remus is right next door to Sirius. So he texts Sirius and he's like, look, uh, I'm stuck here. Can I come up? Because I'm really cold and I don't have a way to get home. And Sirius is like, yeah, sure. Come on. Come on. I'm making curry. Let's go. <laughs> that is so, it's so every day that they should be doing for a while. Yeah, he doesn't even think about it. He's like, just, you're my best friend. You're stuck. You're stranded. Come here. Come crash yeah. on my couch. I don't care. Yeah. He goes up to Sirius and Sirius is cooking a curry and they, you know, you get a description of Re- Sirius's apartment mm-hmm. because this is, I think, the first time that Remus has ever been there. 
Yes. And it's described as the rooms were all painted in rich colors. Deep reds, purples, greens, album prints, and artwork were scattered on the walls. And the furniture was plush and inviting. The thought occurred to me, because we each get this description of their apartments. Yes. To what extent do you think their flats are representative of them as people? Um, well, you always put your personal touch in your, in mm-hmm. your house. Yeah. Unless oh, yeah. you're it's me your and you have a husband. So then your room becomes horror movie action figure thing theme well we all have to geek out about something, not something I guess. that i've chosen but you know unless you get a husband and then he decorates um yeah so I, I i agree i think they are very representative of them because um you get the feeling that um at least i did that remus's apartment is kind of like quiet cozy mm-hmm. bookish a bit of a librarian type thing which i was thinking the same I, thing yeah yeah <laughs> And Why do you think I moved into a two-bedroom apartment and made the second bedroom a library? <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, so, um, and I feel like uh, Sirius's apartment is very him as well. You know, uh, mm-hmm. loud, but tasteful, mm-hmm. arty, creative. Yes. Yeah, I feel like that's very, very, very him. It also feels a little old school. Kind of like, not really? not edgy, edgy, like he won't be the, I'm putting the le- the latest things in my apartment i like more right. old rock and roll kind of feel to it right he knows what he likes mm-hmm. and he's gonna work with that yeah. yeah definitely um so they talk and banter about a lot of things uh before and while having dinner remus opens up about his mom dying when he was 11 and how it's been him and his dad since mm-hmm. uh remus admits that he hadn't said anything before or doesn't really say much because he wants to avoid bothering others with his problems. And Sirius is like, yeah, I, I can totally relate. Mm-hmm. Um, they both come out as gay to each other, which like, I'm sure they had a feeling before, but like, it's official, like, yeah. yes, we're gay. Um, so uh, they end up that uh, Remus sleeps on the couch and uh, they both tell each other good night. And something shifts between them with this particular interaction. And um, it ends, this chapter ends with uh, Remus sleeping on the couch after him saying goodnight to Sirius. Mm-hmm. And of course, Remus being Remus thinks, spends the whole night before he falls asleep thinking, oh, you know, did I just make things weird and fuck things up? And now he's going to hate me and never talk to me again. And everything's terrible now. And I'm the worst person in my life. Um, so now we've hit February 15th. Mm-hmm. Uh which you'd think would be great for Remus because Valentine's Day is over. But Valentine's Day has made him grouchy all week because people have been coming in last minute asking for flowers for Valentine's Day because they've forgotten, but mostly because he hasn't seen Sirius all week. That's the thing that pisses him (laughs) off the most. It is, it is. So he finally, like, this is what, like, tips him over the edge. So he texts Sirius, he's like, do you have, like, a a couple minutes this afternoon to like see me and Sirius is like yeah as long as you bring me tea that you bring me every day you can come over whenever you want and he's like no 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 I'm coming over for like I want a tattoo console Mm -hmm. and you can tell even through text that Sirius is like whoa like he's asking me to permanently mark him that there's a that's so much deeper than trust Mm-hmm. Uh, right and you can tell in the tone even via the text that it changes for serious he gets well more serious to me remus asking for a tattoo it's also um, a way of coming you know accept your scars 
accept that um, why they're happened, they're part of me, and I just want to make them beautiful. Right. To, to make, I have trouble accepting myself, so if I will change it in a way that makes me love myself mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Remus goes over to the shop after work and obviously is extremely nervous to put himself on display because his scars go all the way down his neck across his chest like they're it they are the pieces of himself that he's most ashamed of Mm -hmm. that he doesn't put on display in front of anyone and he's afraid that Sirius is going to look at it and go well I'm no longer interested this is gross Mm -hmm. and Sirius instead pulls off a boot and shows him a scar of his own and a tattoo that he's put Mm -hmm. there to like accompany the scar to be like, look, we can do whatever you want. We can make these beautiful. We can make these whatever you Mm -hmm. want. And so Remus starts to calm down and they start talking about the design. And it turns out that uh, Sirius has been doodling ideas for something like this for quite a while. And uh, just in case that Remus ever decided to come to Mm -hmm. him, Remus even starts getting excited as uh, he watches Sirius sketch the ideas on paper mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's becoming real. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a way that um, Sirius is not only professional, but I think he's also humbled by Remus sharing something that is so personal, so sad, mm-hmm. and, and, and so it, it's very deep for him. And I think um, he tries to make him feel very comfortable and in a way to say it's okay that it, it happened right. and I see you and I love you for it. Right. And I feel like this is why Sirius is a hit with all of his clients because I feel like he does this, not maybe to this level that he does with Remus, but I feel like he does his best to make his clients comfortable and no, let them know that, look, this is personal. It, I'm not going to judge you, mm-hmm. which is a big thing. Yes. Right. And Sirius uh, – when they settle on the design, he says to Remus something like, well, this is going to take a couple sessions and it's going to take a, a lot of time. Do you think you can manage that? Meaning like, do you think you'll be able to manage your anxiety? Do you think you'll be able the pain, all of that? And <laughs> the fix says, I think I could manage quite a lot of things with you, Sirius, Remus admitted. Uh-huh. And see, you're grinning because you think it's sexy, but I took it as something like no. soft and whispered like it. No, it's, it's both. As it, as like an admittance of I when it comes to you things that are normally a no I'm willing to take that leap of yeah. faith with you oh yeah it's both and it's both it, but it's also sexy <laughs> it is also sexy yes but like it was it's that quiet honest truth yes that he almost it almost comes across like Remus didn't know uh that he was gonna say mm-hmm. it and it kind of took him by surprise too yeah yeah and Sirius leans in and Remus is like, oh, my God, this is happening. And Andy knocks on the door. And it's like, I love you, Andy, but God damn it. And <laughs> yes. kiss blocker. She, she, yeah. She's like, uh, you've got a client. I've already given you like 10 extra minutes. Like, Clients can wait. Uh, We've been waiting for this for the whole fic. Come on. Yeah. And so Sirius, like says give me two minutes puts the sketches away and then like walks out to like organize for his next client mm-hmm. and Bremus goes back to the shop and andromeda's like so you were about to totally do him on the tattoo table right and she's <laughs> like no it's not like that and she's like nothing happened she's like 
dude, you've been hot for him for six months. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hello. Yes. And he's like, well, you certainly didn't help. And <laughs> <laughs> so Remus goes home at the end of the day uh, after he closes shop and he's trying to read, trying to make dinner, but he's just restless and just mm -hmm. like vibrating with nervous energy. And he just, something inside him snaps and he just goes, fuck it. And he goes to uh, Sirius's shop and the shop's lights are closed and he's like, oh, God damn it. But then he sees Sirius's bike in the yeah. back, which means Sirius is home. So he goes, he climbs the stairs to Sirius's flat, which is above mm -hmm. Sirius's shop, and knocks on the door and the door opens and Sirius is like all confused. Like what? Like, what are you doing here? And Remus just fucking kisses the hell out of him. And it is the most rom-com shit I have it ever is, seen. Oh, I am here for I it. Know. I know. It took me for surprise that it's, that Remus was going to be the first one to do the first step. But um, I, it, this was like the. And Sirius is mad about yes. it. Oh. He's like, you bastard. I wanted to kiss you first. Well, tough. <laughs> deal with it but like you know oh, so exciting we got to the good part and so they they're in between all of the kissing they're confessing like you know i felt like this mm -hmm. for a while and me too and i didn't want to say any anything and remus is like then you should totally take me to bed and get some get some like and uh i wrote hashtag today is best, best day, day ever, ever. <laughs> okay okay on I'm not even kidding. This is probably the most satisfying kiss I have ever read. Yeah, it's it's just I'm proud of Remus and I'm happy. And it's the culmination of all of mm -hmm. their stresses and interruptions and frustrations. And it just, oh, my God, I live and for it. It's I live like we, we talked before. It, it It's like their paths were leading to each other. There was no right. other way this could finish. This is right. how it's supposed they to be. They would end up. Yes. Right, right. They're like magnets. Yes. Yes. So that chapter ends and that leaves us with two epilogues. Mm -hmm. The first epilogue takes place about a year after the events of what just happened. Uh, we're at James and Lily's house for a baby shower for the coming of their second child. Uh, Remus has since uh, had more tattoos mm -hmm. done, all by Sirius. We actually get like our first real description of all the different things mm -hmm. that the... The scar on his chest is kind of shaped like a moon, so it's covered in wild wildflowers, lavender stems, blue cosmos and cornflower, purple and green irises growing over and around it, chamomile in the middle of the moon to because it's white and yellow to break up the blues and the purples, um, a flower-filled crescent moon on his back to earn uh, to match the the one on the mm -hmm. front, which of course gives him. Uh, earns him uh, the nickname Moon yes. from James, mm -hmm. and. Uh, and Remus finds himself thinking about like what possible others I might want. Mm -hmm. Uh, he also has a, he has a few daffodils tied together at the stems on his left thigh and Sirius is currently working on a constellation along Remus's rib cage, uh, Canis Major, which if I am remembering my astronomy correctly is, uh, a big black dog. <laughs> yeah. It's the big uh canis major is yeah where sirius the star sirius yes. is. yep it is it is yes and so they're just standing and watching because like you have all the kids you have harry you have um neville you have 
The Weasleys. Um, they... the, the little little Weasleys. Some of them, not no, all of them. I, have I been think born they brought yet. two only. Yeah, yeah just um, Ginny and Ronnie. Ginny and Ron. Um, so <laughs> that sounds so wrong. Shut up. So 50s. Um, Ginny and but, Ron. Like Sirius and Remus are talking yeah. and like are happy and like giving each other the occasional kiss. And James is like, stop snogging and get over here and talk to me. Stop being so fucking cute. Like, I would also like to point out that uh, Sirius has been banned from bringing over any more presents to the Potters. <laughs> and Lily tells him, you better not have brought any gifts. <laughs> So they're talking to James and uh, Remus moves off to talk to Alice and Remus is like, look, you know, I'm happy with my life, Mm -hmm. but I think you're about to finish school and I could use some more help in the flower shop. Mm -hmm. What would you say to becoming co-owner and my partner? And Mm -hmm. Alice is like, that's insane. No. And Remus is like, no. No. You saying no is insane. Yeah. Like, you know this inside and out. You're basically doing it anyway. Like, because I want just do it. Just say yes. yes. Yeah. And so she does. And it's just, I love this friendship. This support from both sides is so lovely. Yes. Yes. And really, And Remus drifts back to Sirius. And Sirius is like, so um, I have something I need to tell you. Um, I am going to be moving. And Remus like instantly panics his heart goes through the floor and he's like oh fuck and Sirius like sees the look on his face and it's like wait 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 yeah. I see I see where your brain is already going let me stop that train right there he's mm-hmm. like my, you remember my cousin Dora and uh uh the one with the pink hair uh well she's about to go to college and she needs a flat so she's gonna take my flat and I'm gonna get a new flat and and Remus is like so you're leaving and he's like no we or you're moving and in Sirius is like no we're moving mm-hmm. and Remus is like what do you mean we oh oh and realizes yeah. that Sirius is saying move in with mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. like let's make this new flat our flat yeah. move right. in with let's, let's move in together, together. Yeah. and it's like the change of Remus's expression is like the sky clearing after a storm. Like he's just so overjoyed mm-hmm. that Sirius would ask him to move in with him. Mm-hmm. And of course he says, yes, he's like, absolutely. This is a huge step for both of them. But after a year of dating, Remus is still thinking, this is so good. It can't be happening to me. I knew. And, 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 and at, that, yeah, at that moment he was like, I knew this was coming. Because I don't deserve this happiness. I knew he was moving yeah. away. I knew he was leaving me. And I feel so, so um, called out with this. Because every time something happens, I still don't believe that I deserve the happiness that I might be getting. Yep. It's like, has my happiness, uh, has someone else's happiness mistakenly been assigned yes, to me? Yes, exactly. And when will you come to fix this error? Yes. Because it's going to suck, but it's bound to happen. Yes. Yeah. Right. So they decide to move in together. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the cutest thing. It's the cutest. And then the second epilogue is set two years after. So uh, that makes Harry four mm-hmm. and Emily, the youngest, newest Potter, uh, two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Sirius and Remus have taken them out, uh, Harry and Emily, for a day at the zoo to let James and Lily like have a day to just... Yes. And because they have two children and probably... God knows they just need a nap. Yes. So my first note starts with this whole sep- second epilogue gives me all the feelings. All of them. Mm-hmm. Because they're 
the way Remus and Sirius interact with Harry and Emily, because Harry is like, look at this, look at this. And like, of oh, course, yeah. Sirius is like as excited as mm-hmm. him, but like Harry's even started coming to Remus now mm-hmm. and is like. Right, because he's Uncle Mooney. Right. So he is starting to get like pulled into the family too. And Sirius and Remus are like sitting on a bench and watching uh, Emily and Harry look at like fish in a tank or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's an elderly woman mm-hmm. uh, who was nearby and she she mistakes the two of them for um well she realizes they're a couple and she's she asks about the kids thinking that the kids are remus and serious mm-hmm. and she's like you remind me of my, my son like, my son and his, my yeah. son and his husband and they're adorable and serious just answers all the questions that she asks her like oh the kids are four and two and remus is just kind of sitting there quietly like He's expecting Sirius to correct her. Right. And Sirius doesn't. Sirius just like lets the lady run with the assumption that Remus and Sirius are married and that these two delightful children are mm-hmm. theirs. <laughs> and so very nice thing for the elderly woman to say. She goes off and they continue through the zoo. And Remus is very quiet because he's he's kind of mulling this over, kind of panicking. And Sirius, is no- Sirius notices and he's like, okay, you've been clearly thinking about something what are you thinking and remus is kind of stream of consciousness talking out his thoughts Mm -hmm. and he's realizing he's afraid but not because of the reason he thinks he's afraid because the woman assumed they were married and had kids and he realizes that he wants that with sirius he wanted those kids to be his and he wants it so damn badly and is afraid that it could be taken away from him that he's mm-hmm. scared to want it yeah it, mm-hmm. it, is, it is scary to realize that you love a person another person so much that they're part of you and you can't imagine your life ever again without them um you feel like it feels right but at the same time it feels very uncertain um what if the other person doesn't return your love what if so many relationships have collapsed because they were no both they were not on the same page they were not committed enough and and remus is feeling all those contradicting feelings oh absolutely right and i mean remus says I was freaked out today when we were called a family, when you were called my husband. And he's like, it took me a while to work out why. It scared me because I realized I wanted that. I really want that. So much so that I can't imagine what my life would look like without it. You, me, Harry, and Emily, and kids of our own. And he's sitting there waiting for Sirius's response. And Sirius is looking at him wide-eyed and then just starts to smile this biggest smile. And he just says... Remus Lupin, did you just propose to me? <laughs> and Remus is like, uh, I, uh, the, I don't have a ring or anything, but would maybe you and Sirius just like laughs him and is like, ask me, ask me again. And he's like, will you marry me? And Sirius, in true serious fashion, says, yeah, I really fucking yes. will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, you, yes. you know that Sirius is the kind of person that has been daydreaming about this. All the scenarios ran to his mind. Of course, he was the person um, asking. Mm-hmm. But um, he, I think he asked him again because like, I have the perfect answer. Just ask me again because we, we need to do this the proper way. Right. And then they go home and get some get, get, some, get, some, get some more and get some more serious even says 
in amongst all the I love yous, uh, he says, I love you, husband. And which melted my heart. Oh, my God. Just like. And so Remus is like, so we're doing this then. We're getting married. We're having kids. And Sirius is like, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> more kids. Don't forget Riff and Magenta. And <laughs> Remus goes, oh, of course. Well, what Sirius happened goes, to Riff? Human kids. I don't know. And he goes, exactly. Human kids. Cousins for, for M and Harry. And Sirius goes, fuck, yeah, I want that. James is going to flip out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Remus is just like, I know. I can't wait. Oh, that is amazing. It's so cute. I have to say, and I love I just, this from beginning uh, to end. Um, I love how the writer really captured the essence of these two characters. Um, that they're not described a lot in the Harry Potter books. Um, I mean, Mm-mm. Remus and Tonks are great, but Remus and Sirius are made for each other. They needed to mm-hmm. be together. It's just, I, I, I remember the first time I read this, I think I cried through both of the epilogues. Mm-hmm. This time I managed not to. I'm very I proud of myself. I did it for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, but... It just made me so happy because it's 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 so realistic in that it's not the perfect proposal. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's all entirely accidental. You didn't mean to say it, but you do mean mm-hmm. it, and yet everything still works out in the end. And mm-hmm. you can get that thing you've been dreaming for, and the future is yours mm-hmm. for the taking. And they get there happily ever after. Yes. And like I loved it times infinity and beyond like i no. cannot it it was it, it was just so cute it was it was and i think it was the perfect perfect fake for your birthday it is so you it was you are such a remus oh i you am. are I am. you are yes um i i yes i absolutely would have been the hogwarts prefect <laughs> that's true <laughs> okay so i um i don't know if um everybody knows but today is sarah's birthday so i have i have something that i want to play for you and this is going to be our fun with friends because it just says surprise fun hey sarah it's uh my turn to give you a shout out so happy birthday bones um i love you very much my best bestie so Live long and prosper on this great birthday. Happy birthday, Sarah. I am just popping in as a favor to one of your co-hosts. Just to let you know that you are a wonderful person and, of course, an outstanding host on the podcast. Percy and, of course, the rest of the Weasleys also say happy birthday to you as well. I'm just sending out a message to, to you. Lots of love from your Canadian friend, Tasha. Hey, Sarah, it's Liz. I just wanted to tell you happy birthday. I love you, lady. Bye. Hey, Sarah, it's Jordan. I just wanted to say happy birthday. Um, And thanks for being such a great friend. I love that we get to hang out and just be ourselves together. Um, Just wanted to say thank you for being wonderful. And happy birthday. Bye. Sarah, have a very happy Hufflepuff birthday from Mary. Um, have some butterbeer or chocolate frogs or some other magical treats and have a magical day. Hey Sarah, it's Kat. I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Hey Sarah, this is Harrison. I wanted to wish you the happiest of birthdays. I know that sometimes we annoy each other, we drive each other crazy, but in the end, you have been one of the most amazing things that's happened to me over the last year. I can't thank you enough for 
just always being there and being the amazing human that you are. And, you know, it's been wonderful to have you in my life. So thank you so much for everything. Hey, Sarah, it's Julia. I just wanted to wish you a very happy birthday and that I love you and I will talk to you soon. Happy birthday, Sarah. I hope it's an absolutely wonderful day and you get to spend it doing all sorts of fun things and just know you're an awesome friend and an awesome person. And again, happy birthday. I just wanted to share with you how much people love you. And oh my God, I hope you have the best of days. <laughs> oh my I'm God, crying for did... you too. Sarah, I love you so much. You are absolutely my Alice Longbottom. And I hope you have the You guys the are the birthday. best. I can't believe you did this for me. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday happy oh my birthday. god oh my god thank you so much to all of you all of all of my friends my best friend kyle uh, <laughs> uh, uh oh my god you deserve oh my god all and the, the fact that you did all of all this of behind my back like sneaky bastards i <laughs> oh my god thank you so much i i love all of you so much and i i just if you could have seen the looks on my face listeners like as i just this is the first time i'm hearing this and just i'm i just feel so loved and i love you all so much thank you so much for the birthday wishes and all of the kind words and i i just i did i don't know what else to say <laughs> come party come party come party come party <laughs> we love you too dear yes. thank you happy birthday <laughs> so now that I, i'm gonna pull myself together a little bit and, and now the uh, the sign off seems really appropriate even though i didn't know this was coming uh remember to follow us on social media <laughs> We can be found on TikTok and Twitter, uh, especially on TikTok. If you find my stupid, dumb song parody is amusing uh, at Realm. Thank you. They're awesome. I try at Realm Stories Pod uh, on Instagram at Realm of Endless Stories Podcast and on Facebook at the Realm of Endless Stories Podcast. Our email is also listed on our Facebook page, the Realm of Endless Stories at gmail.com. If you're enjoying taking this journey with us, give us a follow on whatever platform you listen to us on and consider leaving us a review. Next week, we will be covering Disney's Zootopia, which I have never seen. So I'm yeah. very excited about it. It's going to uh, be amazing. Um, it's really all good. I know is that there's a, a bunny and a fox and that a sloth working at the DMV is the most accurate representation I've ever seen in my entire life. This is all I know going into it. Shakira, Shakira. Yeah, this is all I know going into it, but I'm very excited. So uh, for once, I get to yes. be the one doing the reactions of someone who's never seen the thing before. But yeah, so once again, I just wanted to say mm -hmm. to everyone who gave me a shout out today to all of my friends, to all of my my chosen family thank you from the bottom of my heart i love you all so much because you. you're very welcome all love. you need is love right love all you need is love all you need is love love is all you need love is all you need bye bye, bye.